Psalms 95. Let's do this today, huh? We need a breakthrough. Let's do this today. Come let us shout praise to God. Raise the roof for the rock who saved us. I want you to do that. We need a breakthrough here right now. Let us march into his presence with singing. Lifting the rafters with our hymns. And why? Because God is the best. High king over all the gods. In one hand he holds deep caves and caverns. In the other hand he grasps high mountains. He made the oceans. He owns it. His hand sculpted the earth. So come let us worship. Bow down before the God our maker. Oh yes, he is our God. Let the people of his pasture, we're his flocks. Drop everything and listen as he speaks. Don't turn a deaf ear. You need a breakthrough today. We do. Definitely do. You need a breakthrough. Not the form of a religion, but the presence of a living Jesus. You need that right now. Put your hand over your heart. Stir up your heart. You're a life-giving spirit. Not a single person in here is dead. If you've been born again, this is where you exercise your will with the spirit of life. This is where you stir your own heart. And you raise the rafters. And you get out of your mind. And you get out of your emotions. And you break through unto the living Christ in you. Amen? Amen? Just put your hands together and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Shout unto God with the voice of praise. Praise Him in the sanctuary. Praise Him with all your heart. Everything that has breath, praise God. Praise Him like you mean it. Lift the rafters like the psalmist said. Break through. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Shout unto God with the voice of praise. Do not appear before Him empty. Lift your voices, saints of God. Lift your voices, children of God. Lift your voices. Lift your praise to God. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Shout unto God with the voice of praise. The Bible says the high praises of God are on our lips like a two-edged sword in our hands. He says it's to execute judgments that are written therein. Execute some judgments on your enemies. Depression, execute a judgment on it. Sickness, execute a judgment on it. Whatever it is, it's given to us. Amen? you got to stir yourself up. You can't be lazy, lethargic, and backslidden. you got to come alive in God. That's how things are done. Put up Psalms 8 for me, Tom. Psalms chapter 8. You could be seated for a moment. Tell your neighbor for a moment. We're never losing ground in here, amen? We're going to break through every time in here, amen? I didn't come to play church. We came to meet God, right? Oh Lord, say it with me. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Everything around me could be funky, this earth could stink. But there's a name that he said that's excellent in the earth. Say it's his name. A name above every name. In heaven and in earth. Below the earth. His name. Say his name. I want you to get some today. Your name is excellent in the earth. Who has set the glory above the heavens. Next verse. Let's pull that trigger. Next verse. Out of the mouth of babes 
and sucklings. Tell your neighbor, you're a babe. It's a type and it's a shadow. It says childlike, not childish. Be childlike in your faith, not childish. We're all like babes and sucklings. He said that, amen? He said, out of my mouth. Tell your neighbor, out of your mouth. You got to open your mouth. You want to stop some voices in your head? Open your mouth and what God is saying. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. You have, say you have, ordained. You've established strength. Say strength. Because of thine enemies. That you might still say still. That means quiet. You ever been in a battle in your life? I have. I want to tell you right now, and I tell these young guys, when you got born again, you got born again in the most hostile environment of the earth. Everything's against Christ and His church. Everything's against it. You got born again in the most hostile environment. I remember men of God, when I was young, telling me that. Don't think it a strange thing, young man. Don't think it a strange thing. I remember those men charging me and saying, you were born again in a hostile environment. Just like Egypt, Old Testament, say Old Testament. They ate the Passover, the blood of Jesus, they ate it standing. They were going to war. They were born in war. I don't know about you. You're either going to overcome it or you're going to succumb to it. But you've got to shake yourself. And this is how you do it. He said, out of your mouth, you're going to steal some enemies. Say, steal some enemies. Say, enemies within. As I lift up my voice to God, as I begin to give praise to who He is, it begins to still, say still, quiet enemies. The enemies within most guys deal with, and most women, are accusation to the conscience. Always under accusation. You didn't. You're not. Feel guilty. You're not. You didn't. What stops that? What stills that? He said, out of your mouth, say mouth. He's ordained it. He's ordained praise. Jesus said it in Matthew, 21st chapter. He said, out of the mouth of babes, I've ordained praise. I've ordained strength. Something to steal some enemies. Say enemies within. You ever had that? If you're alive, you've got it. There's voices. The Bible says many voices, not without significance. There's a voice of accusation with an enemy within your conscience. Amen. And the avenger, say, and the avenger. That he might, what? Read it with me. That he might still, say still. Say quiet. The enemy. The enemy within. Accusation to conscience. Where else? The avenger. Where's that one? It's not in here. That avenger's out there. That comes through people. I had some young men say, yeah, we, we just got born again. We just got right with God. And guess what? And they're, they're prophesying the scriptures immediately. Immediately, I've had family members come after me. Say immediately. I tell them, don't think it's a strange thing. You were born in a hostile environment. But God didn't leave you comfortless. Say, I'm not comfortless. Tell your, tell your neighbor, I'm not comfortless. Nor am I ill-equipped. Say, I'm not ill-equipped. He's given me equipment. Not to shrink and cower. But to stand with. Say, stand with. To be strong with. Say, be strong. Say, enemies within, avengers without. People talking. Next verse. But when I view, say, when I view, 
And I consider your heavens, God. Say your heavens. Say there's three heavens in the Bible. And that one that God's on is on a throne. We don't see it. It's invisible, but it's happening. Say the throne of God. His throne is high. The highest heaven. Every government, every ruler is under his throne. Say his throne. Every judgment. The throne of God is for judgment. Say judgment. And for us, the believers, it's for redemption. Unto him who sits on the throne, the judge of all the earth. And unto the Lamb, the Redeemer, for whosoever will receive. Amen? There's a throne in the heavens. He said, I view and consider your heavens. The work of your fingers, the moon, and the stars. I don't know why he didn't say the sun. Because I think he's prophesying about a dark day that we all face sometimes. He's not talking about daylight. He's talking about nighttime. The stars, the sun. I mean the moon. And the stars, which you have ordained, say he's ordained it, and established it. Say, to him who sits on the throne, and unto the Lamb. Amen. Next verse. What is man that you're mindful of him? And the son of the earthborn man that you care for him. Verse 5. Yet you have made him but a little lower than God or heavenly beings. And you've crowned him. With glory and honor. Tell your neighbor, God clothed you with glory, his glory, with honor to be respected as a man of God and a woman of God. The honor of God, nothing like it. Amen? Clothed with it. Say, God, I'm clothed with glory. I'm clothed with honor. I'm clothed with authority. I'm clothed with respect. I've got your likeness. I've got your image. That's what you live for. Tell your neighbor, that's what you live for. The honor of God. Not the honor of men. Men are fickle. They'll hate you one day and love you the next. But you walk with God. You receive honor. Honor. Next verse. You made him to have dominion. Say, God created us to have dominion. Not to be beat up. Tell your neighbor. Not to be beat down. Not to be beat up. But to have dominion. He paid for it. Amen? Over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet. Say his feet. Say I'm a member of the body of Christ. I'm part of his feet. Amen. He wants to do something through you. Cause his enemies to be a footstool. Enemies of depression. Say depression. Enemies of sickness. Say sickness. Enemies of unbelief. Enemies of confusion. To be under your foot. Say under your feet. God made it that way. Next verse. All the sheep and oxen, yes, the beasts of the fields. I'm going to stop right there. I want you to write down your notes. Say, God hasn't left me comfortless. Nor has he left me ill-equipped. He's given me every single thing that I need in this earth that pertains to this life and godliness. That's Ephesians says. Say, I'm not comfortless. Hebrews chapter 13, I think the fifth verse in the Amplified Bible says, God will never leave you nor forsake you. He's with you always. He will not, he will not, he will not lose his grip. Tell your neighbor, I don't care if I feel like it, I don't care if I think like it, 
God, you're alive. And you never leave me nor forsake me. Look at this. Let's go to the middle half of this verse, the fifth. For he, read it with me, for he God himself has said. You hear yourself say it. Lift your voice, saints. I'm trying to teach you how to be strong, how to live strong. For he God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsaken, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Say, you'll never leave me. You'll not forsake me. I don't care. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what your mama says if she's not living for God. I don't care what your aunts say. I don't care what any of them say. God has the final say. And he said, I will not. God himself said, read it with me. God himself said, I will not in any way fail you nor give you up nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless nor forsake you. Let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. You believe that? Whether you feel it or not? You got to believe it the most when you feel it the least. That's the way of God. Amen? Yeah, I'm charging you today. I'm stirring you today. I want you to win and have victory in everything you're facing today. I want you overcoming. You're not in some religious tradition where you're cowering. To him that overcomes, Jesus said, I will give. Say, I'm equipped. God's not left me comfortless. He's equipped me for right now on this earth. Amen? Go to Ephesians chapter 6 for me, Tom. Yo. Check out the next verse. So we take comfort and are encouraged. If, you, if you've taken comfort and courage, hit your neighbor with a strong fist. <laughs> Say, you're a warrior of God. I got no time to play these games. Hit him. Hit Donnie and run away really quick. Hit him hard and then run. We take comfort and are encouraged confidently and boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. Nice, Tom. What can man do to me? What can man do to you? Huh? All they can do is talk about you. They can't change you. They can't move you. Say that with me with attitude. What can man do to me? <laughs> nothing. Say nothing. Can't do nothing to me. And it was singing that God is the strength of my life. It's a day of strength, right? The day you strengthen yourself. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong. That's Paul the Apostle's writings. By the scripture. It says all scripture is given by God. By the inspiration of God himself. Don't you know? Don't you know? Paul was writing not some letter. By himself, he was inspired by God. And in, in Ephesians chapter 6, 10th verse, he began to pin Ephesians 6 by the inspiration of God. Say the inspiration of God. Not somebody's imagination, but for an impartation for us. Say for us. To hear the word of God. To be impacted by the word of God. To be transformed by that word. To live by that word. Say live. If you're tired, Anna, you can sit down. I don't want you to. You got to save your strength. Everybody stretch your hand to Anna. 
She's in the third round of a, a fourth round of radiation. Staying strong. Six more rounds to go. Six more rounds. We're all agreeing. Father, this body of Christ agrees that you're the strength of Anna's life. You're a strong tower. You're her protector. And Jesus, we pray your prayers that you said in John 17. You said, Father, I'm praying for those that remain here, that you don't take them out of the earth. But Jesus, you prayed and said that, that you might keep them, Father, from the power of evil. You keep Anna from the power of cancers. You keep Anna from that power. That's your prayer, Lord, and we're echoing that and voicing that today. Father, that you keep her from the power of cancers, the power of every evil. And if you need prayer for yourself, put your hand over your heart. We're going to pray that prayer. Yeah, give God praise. Go ahead. Give God praise. Go ahead. Give God praise. Thank God. Thank God. What he's began, he finishes in her body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, pray, pray. Thank him like you mean it. Every time you do something with God, do it with all your energy, with all your might, with all your strength. He is excellent, and we give excellence. We don't have hard anything. We do it all out. You're to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your strength, all your might. So if you're going to praise him, praise him. If you're going to shout to him, shout to him. If you're going to pray, pray with all fervency. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, amen, amen. Shout unto God with a voice. Amen, 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 amen. All right, you can go sit down. You're tired. Joseph, come up here just in case I need you for some guitar picking. I know you're not playing the piano. I know that. Don't get stunned, shocked, bewildered, on call. I don't care. Tell them I'll be right with you. <laughs> no, do whatever you got to do. Just hang around. If you got to go, you go. Yeah. Amen. Put that scripture up there for me, John. Uh, John, John, I'm in heaven. I'm in a heavenly realm today. John the apostle, put it up there. Tom, John 17. I think I'm looking for the 11th. I want you to pray that and make it your prayer. Say, Jesus prayed it. Do you know that he got all his prayers answered? Do you know that? Do you know he, every prayer he prayed was answered? Yeah, so if he's prayed that, I'm going to parrot that. Amen? I'm going to pray that as well, right? I think that's the verse I wanted to see. Let's all read it together. And now I'm no more in this world. See, this is the Lord. But these are still in the world. Say, I'm still in the world. My Bible says it's a charge to us that remain. He prayed for us. Amen? His prayers work, right? They always get answered, right? Now I'm no more in the world, but these are still in the world. And I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Say, Holy Father. Say, he says he's Holy Father on this one. Amen? Other times we pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Amen? That's what we pray. Standing in the place that he gave us to pray. He opened heaven that we might stand there and pray. That he might hear us. Amen? And he expects us to be heard. Amen? He said he answers me, he'll answer you. That's God. Say, that's God. He said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed. Let your name be kept holy, right? Do you pray that when you get up? You got to. Hallowed be your name. Let your name be kept holy in Anna's body. Let your name as healer be kept holy. I'm praying that. Let your name and respect be, yeah. And then definitely she's been getting that. I thank God. Everyone at the clinic, to God be the glory. 
you know, they send a negative vibe, but to God be the glory, they're like, wow, you're still alive? I'm like, wow, to God be the glory, and get rid of that negative slant. Leave us alone. <laughs> huh? They're like, wow, you're still here? Yeah. They go, wow, you must have had caught this early. And then the lady, we go, no, not really. And they say, oh, then you're just blessed. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I am blessed. Yeah. And God's begun it, he'll finish it. I'm not, we're not quitting. Say, say Christians don't quit. I don't know about what religion does. They hide under pews and, and pretend, but Christians don't quit. Huh? They're charged to stand. Say Christ men, Christ women. They're charged with a holy charge to stand. Yeah. If you don't stand, you don't win. That's Christianity. I don't know what they taught you in, in Babylon, but in Christianity, you stand. And having done all to stand, you stand some more. Because God's equipped you and made you strong. Amen? And now I'm no more in the world, but these are. And I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Holy Father. Holy Father. Holy Father. Keep in your name. Keep them in your name. Close your eyes. You need somebody to be kept. Pray that they be kept in the name of the Father today. Guarded in the name of the Father today. Pray for those family members you have. People going through some difficulties. That they're kept in the name of the Father. Those whom you have given me. That they may be one as we are one. Next verse. While I was with them, I kept and preserved them. Say he's a loving father. Say he's a keeping father. Say he's a preserving father. I kept and preserved them in your name. In the knowledge and the worship of you. Those you have given me, I guarded and I protected. Say he guards and protects. And not one of them has perished or is lost except for that son of perdition. That the scripture might be fulfilled. Next verse. And now I'm coming to you. And I say these things while I'm still in the world. And, and the King James says, I'm speaking these things into this earth. God created everything by words. Amen. And Jesus said, I'm going to speak into this earth right now. So that their joy might be full. That they're not disappointed. That they'll have a full joy. And joy is their strength. Say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. He didn't say the happiness. We're not talking about that happy happiness. He said the joy of God is my strength. So that my joy might be made full and complete and perfect in them. And that they may experience my delight fulfilled in them. And that my enjoyment may be perfected in their own souls. And that they may have my gladness within them. Filling their hearts. Next verse. I have given and delivered to them your word. Say your word. And the world has hated them. Because they are not of the world. They don't belong to the world. Just as I am not of the world. Next verse. I do not ask that you will take them out. Will you say that with me? Say, Lord, I know you're not taking me out of this world. You're not taking me out of this situation. You're going to cause me to overcome in it. You're not taking me out of it. But you're praying something for me. But that you will keep. That you'll keep and you'll protect me. From that evil one. 
or from the power of evil, whatever that is that you're facing, whether it's the power of division or destruction in a marriage or whether it's sickness or whatever it is, keeping power. Say, loving Father, keeping power, guarding power, protecting power. Thank Him for it. Amen. All right. Take that and pray that, will you? Okay, let's go to Ephesians. Chapter 6, verse 10. And if you're taking notes. I want you to write down what we already said. God doesn't leave us comfortless. Amen. And I want you to write down that I'm not ill-equipped. Right? That's why this whole book is full of I'm more than. Say I'm more than. I've been made more than a conqueror. That's what Paul said. Say it's the scriptures. The scriptures can't be broken. They're God-inspired. You can lean hard on it. Amen? Listen to this. Verse 10. Say, finally. Finally. I love the word. Just right there. You stop. Finally. Finally. Finally is a concluding word. Finally means I'm, I'm in conclusion with this. Finally. You know why I like the finallys of God in these things? Because it's a summary. It's a summary of everything that he was saying in chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And then 6, he goes, you know what? He goes, finally, I'm concluding this letter. I'm about to finish it. Say, finish it. Say, it's a concluding word. And when you read your Bible, look for the concluding word of God. It's a summary. It summarizes. But when he says that, not only is it a concluding word, it's a charging word. He charges us from this. He says, finally. Say, finally. Say, I'm looking forward to it. See, I want to hear what he's got to say. He's about to finish what he's saying. And it's very important. Hey, man of God, good to see you. Come here. We got some strength in the pew today. Singing God is the strength of my life. Look at these fellas. Huh? Imagine that. All right, pose down. Go right now. Pose down. Start. Go ahead. Come on. Say, finally, in conclusion, every time you read that, look for the finalization. In the finalies, it's the summary. In the finalies, it's the bottom line. Say the bottom line. I don't have to get through anything. I got the, the, Paul saying, finally, bottom line on this. Tell your neighbor, to be successful, here's the bottom line. To be equipped, here's the bottom line. To overcome, here's the bottom line. Are you listening? Say, <laughs> I know you're listening, Anna. <laughs> Paul's not writing by imagination. He's writing by inspiration of God. Say, God. Say the scriptures. They can't be broken. Say, finally, in conclusion with, bottom line, saints, he's saying, be strong. Are you hearing that? Are you feeling that? It's not a letter. It's a charge. Just like God said, let there be light. He's saying, I'm important. Be strong. Be strong. Get the injection. When I read that thing, I draw on God. Say, I got to tell your neighbor, you got to put a draw on God. You got to get rid of that limp wrist thing and just Cadillac it through the scriptures. You got to put a draw on God. You got to get the water out of the rock. Drink from that scripture. That's what Caleb's been telling me. He said, Craig, I'm reading it, and I'm like you when you said earlier, I'm frustrated. Yeah, I was ready to throw that book out of the door. Because it looked like ink, but you stay with it and you keep drawing on God and he'll talk to you in that book. He'll impart to you something. Strength. An impression. Say an impression.
And I talk to them. These guys go, you know what? And, and I keep them. I try my best to keep them out of religion. Where everybody says, the Lord told me. The Lord told me. The Lord told me to be with you today. Help made a mistake. He told me to be over there tomorrow. The Lord told me this. The Lord told me that. The Lord didn't tell them nothing. Their lifestyles are fickle, right? And they say, well, how does God talk to you, man? Through a strong impression in his word. To a real clear thought, clearer than my own. To a deeper wisdom than mine. God drops it in your heart. Say, it drops in your heart. But you got to do something with it. Say, exercise yourself unto godliness. You got to exercise your spirit that's been born again. You got to exercise your will and say, I got to lay hold of this. You come to God boldly to the throne of grace. You approach with strength, right? You give Him a voice. You don't come up with there's some pathetic echo. You come to God like that. You're born again. Tell your neighbor, you're born again. You got eternal life. That's the God kind of life. You just got to turn it loose out of you. The depths and the wisdom are right in there. Christ was made unto you wisdom. Right in here. Say right in here. Say that's Christianity. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Say in the Lord. Listen, Jesus said it like this. If he said in the Lord, that means you could be outside of the Lord. I didn't say you're not going to heaven. Tell your neighbor. I didn't say you're not going to heaven. I say you're not in the Lord. You're not in fellowship. You're not in this place with Christ. You're not in there. But Paul's saying, I want you to be strong in the Lord. Because that's where you're going to get your strength. If I keep going to the doctors and listening to them and I don't stay in the Lord, I'm going to be crashing and burning. But if I stay in the Lord and the power being strong by his strength it changes the dynamic you know what i'm saying natural math is this plus this equals dead doorknob dead god's math is him plus this anything happens and it does happen all things are possible say all things are possible and they do yeah the hymn that believes say in the lord say he's the vine i'm the branch I got to have that sap, man. I got to have that sap. If I don't get that sap from God, I'm not living. I'm just existing. Amen? In the Lord. Paul says, my life is hidden. Say hidden. With God in Christ. He said, stay in there, guys. Stay in there. Don't get out of there. Stay in that place with Christ. Be empowered. Through your union. Say my union. With him. How do I stay connected, huh? Say, he's not leaving me. But I want his manifestation, his life talking to me, amen? Through union. It's through reading, say reading, those scriptures, even when they make no sense. Until that reading goes to feeding. And God begins to speak into you the meaning of that word for your right now. The happening of God for what you need to happen right now. Say, God is happening. 24-7. I'm living in his happenings as I stay in union. How do I stay in union? I, I, I get before his words. I need his words. I meditate. Say meditate. I roll around what he said. You know, you, you want to start your morning, man, with God. Otherwise, your head's filled with junk. Say stay focused. Stay strong. Be strong. The Bible says be strong like men. Amen. 
in the power through your union with him. Draw your strength. Do you hear that sound? Draw. Say draw. You ever see, if you have a milkshake and you stick it in front of you for these guys' protein drinks, and they're real thick, (laughs) if you hold that protein drink and you just stare at it, it's not doing nothing for these. Huh? But you've got to put a draw. Say draw. He got to put his lips on the straw and draw. You got to put your heart in that scripture and guess what? Draw. I don't care if you get a McDonald's cramp in your brain. <laughs> I don't care if you're doing this thing like it'll eventually get there. See, I'm putting a draw on God. That's what I'm telling you every time you come here when you come to worship, forget about people. Put your draw on God. Let his presence begin to hit you. Stop those voices in your conscience. Steal those enemies within, the avengers without, all the nonsense, and hearing God in clarity, walking out of here strong. Tell your neighbor, crazy strong. Empowered through your union. You draw, say draw, I draw. You know what? You don't know. I mean, there's days I can wake up, I don't feel a doggone thing. But I've learned the mystery of drawing on God. So I live and I don't die. <laughs> huh? See, I'm putting a draw on God. Draw your strength from Him. That strength which His boundless might provides. Do you know, if you go to Ephesians in your Bible, chapter 1, do you know that when Paul's charging us in 6 in the concluding word, that he's saying the strength that you have in Revelations 1, he says the resurrection strength, you could throw it up there, Tom, real quick, but go right back there quick in uh, 6 after I'm done. Let's just go there. Ephesians 1. Say the sum of his word is truth. Let God put it all together for you. Amen? Not only does it make sense, but it makes faith. Tell your neighbor. It makes sense and God makes faith. He makes faith in me. Where is he at? One, I think I'm looking for 15, 16, 17. Uh, I make mention of you in my prayers. And he goes on. And this is what he prays. Verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart, just put your hand over it and say, and as I'm talking this, say, I'm agreeing with this prayer and I'm going to pray this thing. Because if I see it and I see the vision of it, I'm going to be able to stand in the reality of it. The eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what's the hope of his calling, the riches of his glory and the inheritance in the saints. And what is the surpassing, say from surpassing. Greatness of the power toward us. Say it's toward us. Say his power is toward us who believe are in accordance with the working of the strength. Say the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Say that's the kind of strength that he's telling me in the sixth chapter to be strong in. That's the kind of strength and power he's saying draw from. That's the kind of strength he's saying. And when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above, say far above, all rule, all authority, all power, and all dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but that is to come. And he put all things, say all things, in subjection under his feet. And he gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him that fills the all. Say, that's the power right there. Ephesians 1. 
He said, hey, look at church. I want you to see it. Because if you see it, you're going to be able to stand with it. If you see it, you're going to be able to function in it. And so the, the 10th chapter, he goes, finally, be strong in the Lord. Because you saw that strength, you're living by that strength. Be strong in that resurrection strength, that reality of God. Say, God's the resurrection. I have resurrection in me. Say, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, it'll quicken, make alive. Say, he does. Say, he does. You're just going to tap that presence. You're going to tap that strength, that life of Christ. And live by that. Live by it. Say, live by it. Say, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by the every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Say, God, I'm drawing on you today. I'm going to touch you today. You're going to awaken some things in me today. You're going to make me that more than thing. You're going to make me more than that conqueror. You're going to make me that more than thing. You know what, man, my, the burden of my heart, I got young guys that are talking to me and they're saying, like Peter in Luke chapter 5, you read that thing and let it impart to you. I live by that thing. In Luke chapter 5, Jesus got on Peter's boat. And he said to him, hey, cast your nets one more time over the side. He said that. He goes, cast them over. And, and Peter goes, no, I, I'm tired. We've done this all night. Nothing works for us. And the Lord said, he goes, but nevertheless, at your word, I'm going to do it anyway. Whether I feel like it, whether I think like it, I'm going to do it anyway. And he throws the nets, right? And his nets began to be full, say full. And you've got to know that Jesus... He, he's the creator say he's the creator yeah and when he's talking to fish those things are jumping <laughs> it's subjection to him he said hey listen throw your net over there and then he goes there's no fish I, I created this whole thing remember i said let there be fishes <laughs> let there be this and now i'm going to say this let, there's fish over there fish listen to him that's creator man say big creator say little creation all things subject and then he goes on, and after that happens, and he sees the reality of God in his life and things, the happenings of God in his life, Peter goes like some of us do. And I did that when I first got born again. I said, Jesus, depart from me, man. I'm not good at this. And I don't know how long I could do this good. I'm not good at this. And you know what the Lord said in his response? Nothing. And basically what he's re releasing from his heart is, says, I know you're not good at this. That's why I'm dying and paying for this. I know you're not good at it. I know you're not good at it, Craig. I know you're not good at this. It's not natural for any man to be good at this. I've paid for this for you. I'm dying for this for you. That you can live this thing in a real way. So all he said, he never answered him, but all he said, and it rings true in my heart forever, is just come follow me. I'm not listening to you in your inadequacies. I'm not listening to what you're saying that you're not good at. I paid for that. I'm not, I don't care if you say you're frustrated. I don't, I'm not listening to that. Come follow me. All I'm asking is that you keep following me. All I'm saying is just come follow me. And if you do that and you keep following me, I'm going to make something out of you. I'm going to make a man out of you. I'm going to make you a fisher man. I'm going to make you God's man. Just keep following. And I, hung, I hang on to that scripture all the time. And I pass that on because it impacted me. And I pass it on to every man of God that starts this walk. But I can't. You don't understand. Just keep following. Just keep following him. Give him a chance to make that something out of you. That identity, why you're created to be. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to keep following. He's going to make something out of me. He's going to make me a fisher of men. He's going to make me God's man. He's going to make me his workmanship. 
He's going to make me into some kind of man of God with some type of leadership in God. That's what he does. Amen? Say, keep following. Tell your neighbor. Say, I might not feel good at it, but I'm going to follow him, and he's going to make that out of me. Amen? Amen? All right. Where did I tell you to go? Where did I tell you to go? I was on a journey. Yeah, you say something. Uh, I just had this um, uh, analogy, and analogies speak to me uh, about, you know, what we're talking about here and where our dependence uh, is. And uh, I just want to kind of give you just a real physical, natural example, maybe clarify some things for some who might be wondering, well, what about uh, this drawing and depending and and where the strength comes from? and I'll just leave it to God to make make a difference. But, you know, somebody says, uh, hey, you want to go to dinner? And you start thinking, do I have enough money to buy dinner? You ever done that? I do it. <laughs> because they didn't make it clear that they're going to buy your dinner. <laughs> I hate it, too. So so you say, can I buy your dinner? That's, that's how you invite somebody. But somebody, somebody doesn't know how to do that. They say, you want to go to dinner? And you have that stress, and, oh, I don't know if I can pay. I don't know. What do, I have? do I have my debit card? Is there any money in the bank? The fact is, when they, when they finally say, oh, I'm buying, sure I'll go. Yes, I'll go. Christ already bought. He says, come, follow me. And, oh, by the way, I already paid. The, it, the cost is paid. It's just up to you to follow. You want to go with me? At first you say, oh, I don't know, but it's paid for. You want to go fishing? I got this fishing trip to go on. You want to go? It's paid for. You, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make this speak to you where you've been already in your life in the natural because it's important to get it that when Christ invites you, the power we're talking about is available and already paid for already done and we we don't have to say i don't know i don't know if i can get that done i can i don't know if i can provide what i need to provide well guess what you provide nothing you got nothing to give anyway so when he says you want to go you don't have to worry about do i have what it takes he's given what it takes he's paying he already paid amen thank god Thanks. Thank you. Verse 10. Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on. Say put on. See, he's charging us and giving us application, something that we really, really do right now. These are illustrations, right? This armor that he's talking about, it's Christ himself. Christ is our righteousness. He's everything, right? We have that. But if we have that, he's telling us to put it on, wear it. That word put on is like put on a coat. If you want to have success in it, put up Jeremiah 49.10. You've got to be the guy that's applying it. You've got to be, put that on. He said, when he says put on, say, I, I do. Say, I'm putting it on. I'm putting on this armor. But Jeremiah, the 48th uh, chapter, verse 10 48 chapter verse 10, 48 chapter verse 10, <laughs> 48 chapter verse 10, it's all right, don't panic, don't sweat, just a little bit of pressure, all right, 
Cursed is he who does the work who who does the work of the Lord negligently. Say negligently. Tell your neighbor, oh, that's not you. <laughs> that can't be you. With slackness, deceitfully. And cursed be he who keeps back his sword. Say he keeps. That's the guy who's got the equipment and has been equipped by God, but he's not picking it up. He's not putting it on. Say, Jehovah not happy with him. <laughs> Say, Jehovah a little bit angry, I think. <laughs> he said, if you got that equipment that I died for, paid for, gave you, and you're leaving it, that sword in here, and you're not swinging that thing around, it's made to execute judgment. Say, judgment. Pronounced by the Lord. If you're laid back in doing that, God's charging us. Pick it up. Go back to Ephesians 6.10. Say, put on. Put on. That means you got to, it's like put on clothing, put on the whole armor of God. Say the whole armor of God. And listen, I don't care how many times you heard messages and how many times you've seen that precious moment, baby with the big eyes. This stuff is legit and it's real. Get the religion out of your mind. Wash it away. Say, Paul's illustrating this for a purpose so that we will apply this and have success. Put on God's whole armor. Say, I'm putting it on. And I'm going to show you how to put it on as the scripture is going to show you that in a minute. The armor of, of a heavy armed soldier, which God supplies, that you may be able successfully to stand. Say stand. Say this armor is for standing. Stand up against all the strategies. Say strategies. That, that word strategies is wiles, maybe in your Bible. The wiles of the devil, the strategies of the devil. In the Greek it means methodis, like methods. Uh, Put on the armor so those methods don't ring your bell. Put on that armor so the methods, the strategies, his whispering voice, his lies, his deceits to your mind don't overtake you. Look, look, look at this. Look at it in the Greek. Say methods. I want to give you the, the word strategies, wiles, methods. And that's what he's talking about. And that's why I'm telling you, when you get up, man, just get that book and start reading. So, and then go from reading to pray reading that. I told Caleb the other day, you got a revelation, pray that, pray that, and watch how God increases that. Pray that scripture. Let's see. It's, it's uh, methods, Meth methodia. It means craft, deceit. It means schemes, craftiness, ways of searching something, inquiring, a method, scheming, craftiness, deceit. It's where we get the word method in English. Uh, it says, uh, an organizing of evil doing, well-crafted trickery. You ever been there? Ever come in your head? You always say, oh, those are my thoughts. They're not your thoughts. Those crazy thoughts aren't your thoughts. Tell your neighbor, that crazy thought's not your thought to go kill your husband. It's definitely not your. <laughs> that's not God's. That's not your thought. That's somebody else putting a thought in your head. Huh? And we always want to take credit. Say, there's three wills in this earth that are in battle. Say, there's the will of God, there's the will of Satan, and there's a human will. We establish which one we'll choose, right? Yeah, so when you know those thoughts, say, those are schemes, those are methods, right? Those are things formed to get you off. Those are craftinesses, Sotar says. Amen? So put on, say, put on the full armor of God that you might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For... Verse 12, let's all read it here. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against powers, against the world forces of this darkness or this present dark age, 
against spiritual forces and wickedness in the heavenly places, the heavenly places. Tell your neighbor, you're not my enemy. Sometimes I get mad at you, but you're not my enemy. Huh? You're not my enemy. My enemy doesn't have a body. My enemy's right here. I'm wrestling with something else. Say, I'm wrestling. He didn't say you're boxing. He didn't say put on your boxing shoes and dance. He didn't say that. He said, you're wrestling. You got some wrestling shoes on. He said, in other scriptures, he says, put on this, these running shoes and run the race with patience. But in this, he's saying, you're not running. Tell your neighbor, you're not running. You're not boxing. You all right? What's the matter, man? Them protein drinks get you bloated, son. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I love it. I like that you're natural. <laughs> Goes with the turf. <laughs> man, I'm feeling bloated sitting here, Craig. <laughs> you want to finish this thing up? I will. I will. Easy. <laughs> I will. <laughs> what was I telling you? I got, before I got to meddling with uh, wrestling. Yeah, wrestling, okay? So it, your enemy's not in flesh and blood. Huh? And he goes on, he goes, it's against wickedness. Therefore, verse 13, take up. Say, say put on, verse 10. 13, I take up something. I'm putting on this one set of like armor. I'm putting it on like clothes, he said. But this other one, I'm taking up the full armor of God that you'll be able to resist. Say resist in that evil day or in that dark day. You ever been in a dark day? Yeah. Are you going to live there? He that walks in the shadows of death. That means walk. Say walk. I'm never to stay there. I'm not staying there. Some people want to stay there and say that, oh, God did this and God must hate me. And God didn't do any of that. Say he didn't do that. I'm going to give you a scripture forever. Stamp it on your chest. Matter of fact, maybe some of you will tattoo it. I don't know. Stick it right back here. I don't know. Isaiah 54. I want you to get this. I'll never forget the day that I was in a meeting. It was a big meeting in L.A., California, and this guy laid this scripture out. And I was a young guy, a little bit confused. You ever been there? I was confused because I was born again into a hostile environment. I got born again, and everything seemed crazy. I said, what did I do? I was born again in a hostile environment. Some of you are asking that now. I gave my heart to Jesus. What did I do? I remember when that happened, and I said, I don't understand anything anymore, and I don't understand why I'm feeling guilty for everything. Never felt guilty before like that. Hostile environment. Say hostile. And I remember going through that and, and not understanding some things. And, and uh, I remember this man of God from the, in L.A. It was Anaheim, actually. And he began to lay out this scripture in Isaiah 54. And I remember the one verse that just hit me. And I went home and I said, thank you, God. You're straightening out my head. Some of you guys that have come here at Mark chapter 4 says, uh, the word of God came. It's sown in your life. And immediately, say immediately, Satan comes to steal it. How? With persecution and afflictions to mess with your head. How? Inside enemies, sometimes family members. I remember when I told the family members, I gave my heart to Jesus Christ. I'm going a whole different direction. You know what they said? That a boy? No. They said, what'd you do that for? That's what they said. They told me, why'd you do that? I said, wow, hostile. I did do nothing. I just told you what happened. I gave my heart to Jesus. Who do they come for? It says, persecution comes for what? Hey, who said that? That a, for, for the word's sake. It came to me no other day. When I used to live my own life, do what I want, never felt bad about nothing. Then I give my heart to Jesus. I'm feeling a little something. Then I tell family members, they go, why'd you do that for? Hostility. Say hostility. It happened immediately for the word's sake. 
So don't think it a strange thing when your family members grow fangs and their eyes are slanted like snakes and they say, why? Why did you give your life to Jesus? Huh? You know it's not them. Say it's not them. That's not my aunt. It's not my mama. It's nobody. That's somebody else in there trying to discourage you, trying to break you down. I learned that the hard way. I go, what's the deal, man? I used to want to be everybody's friend. Nobody's my friend right now. They're mad at God in you. Huh? Say, for the word's sake. Persecution and affliction. But he said, all he told you is stay standing, stay honest in heart, and you're going to bear some fruit. Endure it. Endure it. You're going to bear fruit. Right? Verse 54. Behold, they may gather together. Let's go back one more verse. You shall establish yourself in righteousness, in right conformity with God's will and order. And you shall be far from, say far from, even the thought of oppression. Say even the thought of destruction. For you shall not fear, say I'm not fearing. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. Next verse. Behold, they may gather together, they, say they. Say enemies, avengers, things without. They might stir up strife. But it's not from me. Tell your neighbor. It's not from God. That stuff you're going through ain't from God. Say, it's not from me. Tell him again, it's not from me. Say, God said, I'll use it, but it's not from me. Whoever stirs up strife against you shall fall and surrender to you. Verse 16. And behold, I've created, listen, I've created the smith who blows on the fire of coals. And I have created the one who produces a weapon. Say, weapon. For its purpose. And I have created the devastator to destroy. Say God created. Say he's the creator. Who he's talking about is the created. Are you hearing me? All things are subject to the creator. Right? So next verse. Listen to this. But. Say but. But. No weapon that has been formed against you. No, no weapon. None of that. That thing that I created... That thing that I created that fell, Lucifer that became Satan that fell, I created him. And I'm going to tell you about you. Whatever he brings, whatever he forms against you, it's not going to prosper against you. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall show them to be wrong. This peace, say this peace, this righteousness, this security, this triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Those in whom the idea of servant of the Lord is reproduced. Man, that's a long one. This is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtained from me. This is that. Say that. This is that which I impart to them as their justification, says the Lord. So whatever is forming against you, whatever that thing is, God created that thing that we might overcome that thing. Huh? Say, he's big creator, little creation. And when I read that, that brought me peace of mind. And he says it brings you peace, right? Remember last week I was talking about uh, Jesus said on the cross, it's finished, right? It means paid in full. I agonized, I suffered on that cross for you, right? For, for your soul, say soul. For your salvation. But for your sickness, for diseases. I paid it all. And Jesus gave up the ghost. And he said, it is finished, right? But Paul wasn't there. Remember I told you that? Paul looked at an empty cross in Colossians and said, and by the blood of his cross, he said, I've seen what happened. He said, I saw on the cross 
the father working judgment I saw on the cross Jesus working my redemption I saw on the cross him smashing religion and abolishing it. I saw on the cross. Do you remember we said that? I saw on the cross the stripping of powers and principalities and evil spirits by the blood of his cross. Say the blood of his cross. And he said, you got peace. Say peace. By the blood of his cross. Say the blood of his cross. Say I got peace, right? And it's peace with God. Say I got peace with God. And Romans 5 says now that you're justified, you have peace with God. Say, I'm saved. I got peace with God. I got peace with men. But that third peace, he said, is a warring peace. Say, a warring peace. Remember I told you that? And this is what he's saying. That peace is for warring, is for you standing. Right? Back to Ephesians. Say, put on. Take up. And then he says this, that you might resist in the evil day, verse 13, having done all to stand. You tell me, I, I, I've been there. You tell me. Say, man, I've been standing. I've been standing on this. I've been standing with God. I've been standing in strength. I've been standing for this issue. I've been standing, but it don't look much better right now. And what does God say? Having done all to stand, quit. Having all to stand, what? Stand some more. He said, you, you, you got to stand some more. The winner is who's standing. The winner is not who's running. The winner is not who's giving up ground. Just stand. Having done all to stand, stand. This armor major is for standing. Say standing. It's not for running away. And it's not from running on the side. It's for standing. It's for wrestling. Say wrestling. Amen. So some of those things that you got going on in your head and got going on in your world, if you stand, you're going to win. Right? Wow, I don't know. I, I believe it. I guess I'm, I'm going to go on, and We're going to go. <laughs> I'm going to keep standing. you got to add the amen to your life, man. You really do. Yeah, you got to vocalize that amen. You say, well, God's not deaf. No, he's trying to get your faith out of your heart so he can move on it. Get it out of your heart so he can move on it. I don't got to say anything. I, God, I don't have to say a word. You better say a word so he can operate on that word. I, can't, I get so tired. People say, well, you know, I'm, I'm just a quiet person. Lift up your voice. I, was, I, I hated talking, period. I was shy. I, was, I sat in the back of that pew, didn't want to say a thing. But when I learned the mysteries of God and how they work, I got to get with his program, not my program. If he said, open my mouth, I better do it. I don't care how silly, retarded, and clumsy I feel. I'll do it anyway. Are you hearing me? I do it because that's the method that he chose to do it. Oh, yeah, I stood in the back of these pews with a grip, like a vice grip. <laughs> I did until I understood these mysteries. And that God begins to work his work when you lift your voice. And he's saying, just give me something to work with. Some of you here, God moves all through your heart, and you're like, like he's just moving in your heart. Just respond to the moment. Just, just tell him you love him. Just tell him something. Just give him something to work with. And he's moving on you, and some, some people just cry, cry, cry. I like that. But cry and express that. Some of you sitting here, you get double dogged down. Okay, move me. Move me. I feel God all over me. What's happening? I ain't moving. Till Craig tells me, lift my hand. Put it on your heart. Sit down. Stand up. No. You're going to be led by God. You ain't in a Catholic church. Huh? You're the priesthood of God. You're not in some Catholic church. Da, 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 da. Sit down, kneel, stand up. No. You're inspired by God. You're a priest unto God. You're going to learn like I learned. There's a way of God. There's a way that's right. And you've got to learn it like I did. Yeah, I wouldn't be talking. 
I do it now. Say, you're a fool for Christ's sake. I'm a fool for Christ's sake. So I'm like, I'm a fool for Christ's sake. You've got to do this. It's the mysteries of God. It's the mysteries of faith. Don't you know nothing's a mystery anymore? To him that sits on the throne, say him that sits on the throne. And unto the Lamb, is there any worthy that can open that scroll? Scroll. The scroll. I'm Irish again. All right, top of the morning to you. The scroll. Can you open the scroll? And they said, where is he? I'm crying. I'm weeping. He said, here he is. He's Jesus. He's the one that's the only one, no other name. He's the guy. He's God's son. He's the redeemer. He opened the scroll. He picked him up in heaven and said, I got the scroll, which is the New Testament. I got the scroll, and I'm the one. I'm the lion, the lamb. I'll open this thing. Nothing's a mystery anymore. It's unfolded to you and me. It ain't hidden. It ain't locked up in a scroll. He opened it and said, here, come up higher and see it. Come up here and drink it. Live this thing. Man, I don't know about you, but God stirs me up. Yeah, he's more than a feeling. I'm not going Boston on you. More than a feeling. He's the strength of your life. Huh? Yeah, he is. You look up Revelations. Who's the worthy one? Him, man. He had that scroll. Pop. Broke it open. I did it all. I paid it in full. I'm the lion lamb. I overcame that enemy as a lion And I'm redeeming you as a lamb of God. And I opened this scroll, and it's got the New Testament, and it's got every mystery. No longer a mystery to you, church. No longer a mystery to you that are hungry. No longer a mystery. That's why he said, come up higher. Say, I'm a priest. I'm a priest unto God. Peter said that. You are a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. To show forth the praises of him. Say, I'm a priest. There's power in the priesthood. As you worship God, heaven opens for your life. It's an open heaven to those who worship God. Nothing's hidden to those who are worshiping God. You can expect that as a priest. That's the power of a priest. I'm worshiping God and the heavens open. And oh, I see. And the heavens open. Oh, then I get an expressing word. Oh, I'm experiencing this. What am I? Oh, a word to express what I'm experiencing? God's doing this. And then the hand of the Lord's upon you. Say, I'm a priest unto God. I'm I'm made to worship. I'm made to warfare. This thing's been written 100 years ago, but it still remains the same. Worship. Say worship. Warfare. As I'm worshiping and loving God and knowing God, and he's unfolding the mysteries and unfolding all those things that are hidden, no longer hidden for me. Intimacy, relationship, impartation, shifts over to warfare to my enemies. It shuts them up. It quiets them. It silences them. David was a worship man. Wrote all those psalms out there on the backside of a desert. Before he ever got to the battlefield, he was on the shepherd's field. God, I love you. Wow. How awesome is your name in all the earth. Wow. What did you make me? You made a man out of me. Wow. You're amazing. Yeah. Oh, you gave me dominion? Oh, wow. You gave me power? Oh, wow. Oh, I'm not doing that religious thing? Wow. I'm not singing kumbaya? No. I'm singing how great you are? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. There's no excuse. Tell your neighbors no excuse. I got to put on some things. I got to take up some things. Yeah. I got to put it on and take it on. I got to do that. Or else you're just going to be dead as a doornail. And you might as well go to all those other churches then. I'm just saying. I don't care no more. Go ahead, sing it. I've got to be everybody's friend. No, I'm friend of God. Yeah, you go sit there and play the religious game. Yeah, I like it here. 
I love God in a real way. The transformation. I like it here. I don't shout me down now. People get tight. Huh? You get tight? Ooh, ooh, what did he just say? Did he just say what I thought he said? Yeah, he said it. And, and I mean it. Yeah, Bruce DeLay told me something the other day. He said something about, I said, man, I don't want to be mean. He said, man, if, if he goes, all bets are off. If the fox is inside the hen house, all bets are off. I said, I don't know what the heck that meant, country man. So break it down for me. He said, if they're not doing the God thing, all bets are off. Let them come on in. I said, okay. Sometimes I was nicer than Jesus. I'm not. You can only be joined to what God's in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I had to leave some things in my life. I did. And see, people think, well, that's just you. No, it's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. You're all going to go the same way. There's called the way of the cross. Say the cross. Yeah, we love what Jesus did for us on it. I go, amen, right? But there's also a picking up and a carrying of a cross. That means denying myself, taking up his. That meant for me, leaving father, mother, sister, brother, family, California, surfing, all thing. I didn't surf. I couldn't stand surfers. I said, uh, honest truth, I told them, they're so old, they're hitting on the high school girls. Go get a job. I want to beat you up. I did. They come to my, my school all the time. Come over there, like 26 years old, hitting on the girls in there. I felt like a pit bull. Go away. Get a job, you bum. So I had a bad taste with surfing. They couldn't fight good anyway, not where I was from. No, they couldn't fight good at all. No, they, were, they weren't at all. I think they were too high to fight. <laughs> like, oh, easy, dude. Why, man? Why? Hey, what's the thing, man? Can we all get along? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that right, huh? They, 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 yeah. I was, yeah, that was B.C., say B.C. Yeah, I didn't like them one bit. They knew that. I always send the vibe. Like that. Like, yeah, I wouldn't save you. I was like, Ugh. Get a job, you bum. Surf all day. (laughs) Gone to meddling. Hey, listen, you know, I have to be honest with you. I like it when people tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly of this book. I get tired of all the guys say, look, man, I got born again, and my feet look new, and my shoes did too. And everything was just rosy. It wasn't. I can't stand that. I I want to hit them, but I'm saved now. They, they present a, a testimony only. But, but this whole book is full of men's failures and overcomings. Yeah, you know, that's the whole story. They wrote it like this, authentic. We try to make it drama. That's crazy. Tell the whole story, amen? Tell the good. Tell the bad and the ugly. But focus on God. Amen? Yeah, David had some problems. He did. He had problems. And they talk about that, right? But he had victories too. Amen? All right. Stand firm, verse 14. Therefore, having girded up your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Say, he puts them in three categories. This is just for your knowledge. Stand firm. Therefore, having what? First thing to put on is the loins with truth. Say the loins with truth. You know, I found out in my lifetime that the loins of truth are the experiences I have with God. They became truth in my life. Say, I'm going to get some experience. That's the girded loins. The experience of truth, of aletheia. Say aletheia. Of reality. Realization in God. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Say, Christ, you're my righteousness. That righteousness, you've got to have that, man, because that's when you first get saved and things go on, your conscience goes haywire and crazy. 
Satan knows that. And he uses more than anything accusation over God's people to bind them up. You know, I had, like I told you, a young man got saved. I said, how's your walk with God? He's like this, pretty good. Um, I never leave the house anymore. I'm like, that's not a walk with God. It's a walk with God, not a monk in a closet. It's a walk with God. Say it's a walk. I tell him, I'm so happy for you and I feel bad for you because I know I think that thought and you're trying to do the noble thing. Oh, I just got saved. And if I don't do anything, maybe I won't sin, you know. You know, it's like the lion. Somebody pulled my tail. I don't know. And I told him, like, and my heart goes out to him. I might make fun here. That's just the way I do. But I said, like, no, I don't want you like that. I want you to know that life is bigger than that in God. He wants you to walk with him. Man, if you fall down, just get back up. But learn to live by the life of God. Learn to live by that. Learn to succeed by that. A righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. If you just keep getting up and live by that life. Listen, Galatians chapter 20, and I'm going to quote it. You put it down and use it for the rest of your life. 2021. Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. The old I. Say the old I. And then he goes on and says, but not I. Okay, thank you. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. In other words, I died with Christ. That happened on the cross. That happened for you and me. But he goes, I'm still here. This old I, this old man, I'm still hanging out. I'm still in my body. I'm still here. And he goes, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. Now he's talking about another I. Say another I. Not the old I. The first I is in the old creation, old Adam, the old life. But this new I, he says, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Say lives in me. Tell your neighbor and hit him hard. Lives in me. I mean hard. <laughs> so you got to know that God lives in you. That's, that's, a, that's an absolute. He lives in me. And the life, say the life. The zoe, which I now live in the flesh, in this body, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Say it's the life. Next verse. I do not frustrate. Say frustrate. I don't nullify. I don't frustrate the grace of God. For it's righteousness that comes by the law that Christ is dead in vain. Listen, you connect those scriptures. To frustrate the grace of God means to stop living by the life of Jesus. I'll say it again. To frustrate the grace of God is to stop letting the life of Jesus live through you. So if you live in his life, you're going to live by his grace within you. Amen? And you don't got to have somebody tell you, do this, don't do that, eat this, don't eat that. This life is going to keep you in grace. And when you begin to go off and come outside of that place with Christ, you'll feel that alarm go off and you go right back in that place with Christ. That's grace. Say grace. That I don't frustrate. Amen? If you don't get it today, you'll get it tomorrow. Huh? All right. Back to Ephesians, and I'm going to close this up. The breastplate of righteousness stops the accusation, right? And having shod your feet, say shod your feet, with the preparation of the gospel of... Okay, now I'm in a Bible study by myself. I'm going to read it again. And anybody that has breath, everybody that has a breath that's still alive, with the preparation of the gospel of of peace with God. I'm going to do a little rhythm thing. I'm going to say peace. I'm going to say holla. You say holla. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say peace. <laughs> peace with God, right? Forget it. It's too hard. I don't got the rhythm. I don't got the rhythm. Peace with God, right? Peace with men, right? 
Say warring peace. He said it's a foundation for us, right? In our standing, he said this warring peace, this gospel of peace, this one I'm talking about, is for you to have a firm foundation. All the Greek words are preparation, firm foundation, a standing on peace. Say standing. And what peace is that warring peace? Remember, it's the peace from the blood of his cross. So he paid it all, right? Say he paid it all. He stripped away powers and evil, evil sources. Amen? And then we're to stand on that, right? Say stand. Yeah, not run. Stand. Having all to stand, stand, right? All right. Did you know that there is... Hey, listen, I, I, on Memorial Day, I all told you to watch something. And listen, Memorial Day is for what? Soldiers that died in service. Not Veterans Day. Hey, honey, thank you that you joined the military. No. They did that to me at the gym. They tell me that. Yeah, happy Memorial Day. That guy that was a warrior, he died fighting for you. I was in the service too. Veterans Day is your day. <laughs> you get happy on Veterans Day. That a boy. Thanks for joining up. He's dead. And that's Memorial Day. Thank you for fighting and dying. He's not here. Get that straight in your head. So you give credit to who credit's due. So on Memorial Day, I told those guys, watch some some uh, testosterone fool war movie or something. Some of them had like those old World War II ones with uh, General MacArthur. You know, for me, my, my choice was uh, 300. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's Joseph? He went. I told Joseph, get with the program, Joe. I don't know, man. I don't like that show because of the color. Get with the program. Feel the vibe of it, man. And they said one thing, and, and it stuck with me, that whole Memorial Day thing was... They said this. They, these other guys were in the fight. They were in the battle. They were fighting it out. And these other guys that were butchers and cooks and candlestick makers or whatever they were, they said, man, we're going to lose and you're going to die. And they said, we got to go. And they said, we can't go. Spartan law is no retreat. I, I, I'm you, if you go get moved by 300, my God, we're going to have an altar call. <laughs> That's not even spiritual. Uh, maybe I'll say it like he said it. Sporting law has no retreat. <laughs> I know I'm done. I'll let you go, but I was trying to tell you. But how much more? How much more? God in Christ, provision to overcome. There is no retreat. There's only standing. My wife weighs 95 pounds, has fought and stood and overcome already for 15 years, and they wanted to put her, had her in the grave. And she's fought and stood, and fought and stood, and fought and stood, and we fight and stand. Huh? And some, sometimes people come and, and they tell me, Craig, I got a hangnail. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Go away. I got a hangnail. Are you kidding me? Close your eyes. I want you to get this. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You are a Christian. The highest order in this earth of character, no one like Jesus. I don't, I, hey, look, I, I, I like guys, uh, men of God, I've counseled different ones, Navy SEALs, whatever. Good honor, but can't touch the honor of God. Can't touch the honor of Christ. You are a Christian. He lives in you. You're born again of an incorruptible seed. 
You were born in a hostile environment, but you were born to overcome. He fully equipped all of us to stand and fight battles. As I'm talking, if you've, ever, if you've been shrinking back from any of those giants that you're facing, I want you just to, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you just to acknowledge that between you and God. And I'm going to pray with you. If you feel like you've been running instead of standing on issues, I want you to raise your hand high to God, and he's going to strengthen you. I see the hands. I see the hands. And today's the day, right now, for that strengthening. Lord, all these that have humbled themselves and are raising their hands before you, every single one of them that have raised their hand before you, that you shift their paradigm. And that today that you're imparting, but you're transforming their mind. And by the raising of their hand, they're saying, Lord, no more of this. I'm not weak in the knees. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm a Christian. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. And Lord, you said before you left this earth, be of good cheer, for I've overcome. Don't be daunted. Be undaunted. Stand remaining. So, Father, I'm praying for all of those that raised their hand today. And I'm praying for them that the words that you have that become spirit and become life to them, that this water that seemingly be to them turns to wine in them, and that there's a strong impartation for them today in the presence of God through the words of life that they're able to stand. Not a single man, woman, breaking rank, but standing. And having done all to stand, they stand therefore. They're standing today. We're standing today on the firm foundation of peace, warring peace. That you paid in full? That you shed your blood for? Out of your side came water, regeneration, making us new creation. Blood and redemption, paying in full and giving us victory over our enemies. So Lord, we say today that you're the strength of our life. Say that with me. Say, God, you're the strength of my life. Say, God, you're the strength of my life. Say, Lord, I'm strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, I'm able to stand with my feet shod with the gospel of warring peace. My loins girded about truth, experience with you. Having done all to stand, I'll stand. And I'll stand some more. I'd rather die standing than get killed running. Anytime, any day. Say, anytime, any day. God, that's what you did. That's how you made me. On earth as it is in heaven. Amen? 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 Amen. Amen. Give him praise then. Give him praise if you mean it. Give him praise. Raise the roof. Put your hands together like you mean it. God, you're God. There is no other. Lord, you're God. And there is no other. Lord, you're God. And there's no other. There's no other. There's no other. I feel a halt. One moment more. Put your heads down. Close your eyes. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, and you may have went to church all your life, and you might have played the religious game, but you've never accepted Jesus into your heart and into your life, I want to give you that opportunity right now. If you've never been born again, I want you to raise your hand and say, God, today is my day with you. Today is my day to receive eternal life and salvation. Today is a new beginning for me. If you've never accepted him, I want you to raise your hand right now. Nobody looking? I'm going to pray for you. And you receive that life. If you've been away from Jesus and you know you've been backslidden. And you're, you're disconnected from the life of God and you want to return right now. The Bible says just return with words. I want you to raise your hand if you've been backslidden away from the Lord just to return. I see the hands. 
I see the hands. Throw them up high. We're all going to pray together. Let's pray. Everybody put all their hands up, both hands up. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you right now. I've been a prodigal son. I'm still your son. I return right now. And Lord, you receive me right now. You receive me with love. You receive me with new clothing. And you forgive me of every single thing, of every disobedience, of every hesitation. I'm coming to you right now. And you said, if I confess my sin, you're faithful, you're just to forgive me. Not only forgive me, but cleanse me from all that unrighteousness. And you know what it is, God, and I'm confessing it right now. And I'm forgiven. I'm cleansed. I'm in right standing. I'm clean. I'm well. I'm whole. I've come home. You love me. Father, you love me. Thank you. Thank him, will you? Thank him. Thank him. You just permit me a few more minutes because I wanted to reemphasize something when he referred to how uh, about the mysteries, when he started seeing about the mysteries of the ways of God, the mystery of worship, the mystery of prayer, and all those other things. You started giving yourself to them because he saw that was God's way. I want to point out another mystery, and it is the mystery of breakthrough. And the mystery of breakthrough is right here. It's your mouth. And Craig's been emphasizing that, and more and more of us are starting to get it because in the Bible it talks about the Lord being the master of breakthroughs, and it says like the breaking through of water. What is it that keeps water from breaking through if it's dammed up, if there's a dam? Your mouth can be a floodgate or it can be a dam where it shuts things up and holds things back, and I'm, I'm telling you to, to believe this, to trust that God in me in this that that breakthrough is just that far away, and it's you opening your mouth. There's another way of breaking through when it's that response. And I'm going to tell you, um, just to take my word for it, if I'm wrong, you can come up to me and I'll apologize to you. The next time when this altar is opened and you feel something in your heart, I'm not just saying if it's open that you just have to run up here. I'm saying when there's a, a little slight twinge in your heart that maybe I need to do that. I'm telling you, do it. Just step out and do it, and you will get a breakthrough. If you don't, then I'm a liar. But I'm saying that God be true. He is true. And I'm telling you that your mouth can be that dam, or it can be a floodgate, and it's your choice. And how many times God says, open your mouth, and I'll fill it. You just open it up, and whatever is in your heart to say. And that's why we emphasize that so much, but it's one of those mysteries. And that's that mystery of breaking through. Amen? So I just I leave you with that. Yeah. I want to kind of add to that. It's not only just in here, but um, personally, I mean, oh, that's, absolutely. yeah, I mean, you feel that, and sometimes I know personally for myself that I can sit there, my mind wanders, you know, um, and I keep it in my mind, but just even this week, I had such a strong breakthrough and um, with the Lord, and it was like I was out at work, and I just cried out to God. I just opened up my mouth. It was just me, but it was my relationship with Him. It strengthened me, 
easy to stay in your head and say things like, well, I don't know. I don't know what God has for me. I just don't know. But then if you start saying it out loud, it sounds pretty stupid. It it sounds sounds pretty stupid to say, ah, the Lord is not my shepherd. You know, you can't say that. You can think it, but you can't say it out loud. You try to say it out loud, it sounds really stupid and you get corrected. Uh, I want to give you another little analogy, kind of a word picture sort of thing to reemphasize that wrestling that we do. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, that part. And wrestling, the, there's two people contending. The picture is two people contending where one is trying to get the other one on the floor and put his hand on the throat of his adversary, the hand, his hand on his throat. That's when you win. And, and that's what Satan's trying to do to us and the schemes and the, and the wiles of the devil. That is his end game. That's where he wants you, on the floor with his hand on your throat. You can't talk when somebody has, your, has his hand on your throat. No air. Can't talk. Not where you want to be. We want those enemies of ours on the floor with our hand on their throat so they have nothing to say. They have nothing to say. That's that wrestling analogy. Uh, all right. We're done. But, yeah. First Samuel 2.1 on the way out. Let's stand uh, and, uh, as he gets that up there. I want you to repeat after me uh, just to give you some more to say today. I am a believer. I am in Christ. I am a warrior. I am redeemed. And I am empowered. I am standing firm. I am walking it out, and I am trusting in Him. Give Him some praise again and read that uh, scripture on the way out. Y'all have a great week. Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts and triumphs in the Lord. My horn, my strength is lifted up in the Lord. My mouth is no longer Silent, for it is opened wide over my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. Amen.